All right, we'll be in the book of Isaiah again tonight. We turn to Isaiah chapter 31, and I appreciate the music as I always do. And uh, that group is a, uh, it's got a lot of, a lot of members of that group, and so they were coming from everywhere. Uh, the the uh, choir loft, some were coming from the floor, and I got a little nervous because as they were all coming to the platform, some of the ushers started walking. I saw Brother Carlos walking down the aisle toward the front, and I was like, oh, Lord, help us. Have we, have we slipped? But uh, um, uh, I didn't mean to mention his name, but uh, uh, no, the music is always, <clears throat> always good, always a blessing. And uh, we've, had, we've had a lot of visitors tonight, and uh, I mentioned a few of them. It's good to have Brother and Mrs. Marty Mefford in the service tonight and uh, with us, and then uh, the Jacksons, Lauren and Jessica Jackson, uh, have, have slipped in here, and they're still uh, happily married, I believe, uh, married after a couple months. Give them some time, they'll learn, uh, but, but uh, they're, they're back in the deaf section uh, because uh, Brother Lauren has a desire to work with the deaf. That's one reason. The second reason is it's, it's, it's away from his mother-in-law, and so uh, that's why he's sitting back there. So um, he would never say that. But men, we understand, don't we? we? Okay. Some of you are scared of the person sitting next to you tonight. Uh, do pray for uh, all of our different ministries. I'm looking forward to next Sunday, giving you some updates. Me praying for the opening, uh, officially in 2020, of North Florida Baptist College. But we are having a soft opening. Uh, we are getting uh, calls um, from pastors wanting to know if they can take students. If we can take students this fall. And so be praying about that. As I've mentioned, if you're interested in taking classes, uh, that will be available to you, but pray for that. And then I'll be updating this on our, our Preachers Delight Conference. Pray for the, uh, my mom and dad. They're in Iowa uh, preaching this week, and it's a seven- or eight-day meeting. And uh, so pray for his health and his strength. He's really concerned about that. And, uh, but a little testimony, the pastor he's preaching for came to our Preachers Delight Conference last year. And I talked to my dad this afternoon, and he and the pastor gave a little testimony about what that conference did in his, his life and how he was at a point in his life where he needed encouragement. He needed, he made some specific decisions. And so, church, that's a great uh, testimony, uh, but it further shows the importance of doing what we do. And so I'm excited about some things I'm going to mention to you uh, next Sunday, so be praying for all of that. Uh, but tonight I want to bring a message from uh, Isaiah chapter number 32, and uh, I'm going to read three verses of Scripture. I'll read verses 9, 10, and 11, and uh, I'll jump right into the message tonight and uh, see what the Lord has, us, has for us. And I just want to uh, remind us of some things this evening. The Bible says in verse number 9 of Isaiah 32, Rise up, ye women that are at ease, hear my voice, ye careless daughters, give ear unto my speech. Many days and years shall ye be troubled, ye careless women, for the vintage shall fail, the gathering shall not come. Tremble ye, ye women that are at ease, be troubled, ye careless ones, strip you and make you bare and gird sackcloth upon your loins. I want you to know this the same word in all three verses, and that's the word careless. Uh, God is speaking through the man of God, Isaiah, and addressing uh, these women, but he is addressing them as being careless. And this evening, I want us to look at that, and I want to bring a message I've entitled, A Call to the Careless. A Call to the Careless. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray uh, that you'll help us this evening as we look into the Word of God. 
May the Holy Spirit of God uh, speak to our hearts. And Father, may uh, tonight, may this message be one of those that allows us to address some things before uh, they are an issue, uh, before we do have uh, tragedy, before we do uh, have a fall. And Father, I pray that you'll use this message uh, as you would as you see fit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the text as we read is uh, the prophet Isaiah, uh, a fascinating book. The book of Isaiah is uh, so much in this book. Uh, but the prophet is, 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 is prophesying concerning uh, defeat and desolation. Uh, verse number 10 shows us this. Many days and years shall be troubled. Uh, and he's prophesying that uh, a time of trouble is going to come. A time of desolation. We know enough about uh, the Old Testament, and we've looked at enough Sunday school lessons, and we've heard enough uh, messages. Uh, we know the cycle that God's people always went through. Uh, God would bless them, would call upon God. God would bless them, provide for them. Uh, they would become, in their minds, self-sufficient, and they would drift away from Jehovah God, and they would worship the idols uh, of the, uh, the, the false gods, and then God would chastise them many times, and much of the time, with a foreign army. Uh, an army would come in and overtake them, suppress them, and such is uh, the prophecy here, and warns them, uh, you're going to be troubled. <clears throat> uh, he, re he references uh, to a time right before the judgment. Uh, and if you look in verse number 9, it says, Rise up, you women that are at ease. Uh, they are enjoying comfort. They are enjoying blessing. Uh, there's no trouble right then. They're at ease. There's nothing to be alarmed about. Uh, they're secure. Uh, but there is a warning coming that in this time, they've become careless. In this time, they have assumed uh, that things are always going to be at ease. They're assuming that there's not going to be uh, any difficulty coming. I want you to notice the word careless. Uh, he addresses uh, this group three different times in three verses of Scripture, and he puts that uh, adjective, ye careless daughters, ye careless women, ye careless ones. You're not paying attention. You don't realize what is going on. The word careless simply means uh, having no care, negligent, inattentive, indifferent. They had gotten indifferent to, to their environment. They had become negligent to the things around them. Uh, I could apply this to our nation today. Uh, you look at our economy, and it's going very well. Uh, you look at things that are going on in our nation and some things that uh, our president has done and God has used him to do and a, a call back to God, if you will. And it's just nice to hear a president uh, speaking positively about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just nice uh, to hear a president uh, speaking positively about prayer and the Word of God. That is a wonderful thing. That is a great thing. But can you feel it? Do you remember the, the fear that we had as a nation uh, when the, the previous president uh, was leaving office and everybody told us uh, who the next president was going to be? And friend, we were on the brink, in my opinion, of persecution. Uh, America was going to be through, but God stepped in and God allowed a different thing to happen. And could you, could you feel a nation, could you feel the righteous exhale a little bit? We enjoy an economy, don't we? We enjoy a little bit of the emphasis that we see. 
But friend, don't become inattentive to what is going on. Don't become negligent. Hey, we're not out of danger of judgment. Just because we have a president that invokes the name of Jesus once in a while, just because we have a national day of prayer, just because we have a good economy, and everything we have is the blessings of God, just because we have that doesn't mean judgment is not going to come. All you've got to do is turn on the television. America is still facing the judgment of God. All you have to do is understand and listen to the debate. Is it a, do we have a right to, to, to take the life of an unborn child or do we not have the right? As I preached this morning, the judge has already decided on that issue. But I'm afraid and I'm fearful. Well, I, I rejoice. And quite frankly, I enjoy the president that we have. I, I rejoice in a lot of the emphasis that we see. But I sense a danger in our nation. I sense a danger amongst God's people. We're not as attentive as we were once before. We've relaxed a little bit. Friend, we can take this down to to, to uh, the level of a church in our own homes. Isn't God good to us? As a church tonight, we can rejoice in the miracles that God has done for us. Friend, I, I, don't want to, I, I won't dwell much on this, but, but, but the Satan himself and the forces of hell have tried to stop this church, have tried to, has limited this church, has tried to stop the work of God. And God, over and over and over again, has made himself known. What a great God. Friend, we're not suffering as God's people. Uh, we are rejoicing in the goodness of God. We are rejoicing in what God is doing. The spirit of God that is in this place, service after service, the people that are saved, the lives that are changed. What a great God we serve. Friend, this, this evening, I'm excited about what God has done, what we know he's going to do, but I'm excited about some things that, that the Lord has even put on my heart that I've not shared with anybody, and some, some things that I believe that God is continuing to do. We have a great God. This is a great day to be a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. If we're honest, it doesn't matter what you're going through tonight. You would, If you're honest, you'd have to take a moment and speak of the blessings of God. Speak of how good God has been to you. But let's not be careless. Let's not be negligent of that which we need to pay attention to. Let's not go through our Christian life without care. See, being careless is a condition that should frighten the saint. The one who is indifferent concerning spiritual matters is soon to be caught unaware and be defeated. The one who is careless, the one who is negligent of their walk with God, the one who because of the blessings of God, and, and let's just be, be reminded once again, God is good. God has blessed. God is blessing don't let your walk with God suffer during the blessings. Hey, church, let's, let's not forget that God still blesses faithfulness even when he's blessing. God still requires sacrifice even in the midst of his blessing. <clears throat> Many a, a people have suffered. They have fallen because they've just gotten careless. 
we sense the prophet of God is here speaking to those that are careless. And he is calling them to attention. He is telling them it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be simple. Judgment is going to come and they need to beware. The Christian today is to be vigilant and is in danger when they become indifferent or careless concerning spiritual matters. Friends, search your heart. Uh, really be honest with your spiritual condition. Uh, is, there, is there things of God that, that used to stir you that do not stir you? Are, are, there, are there needs in this world and needs in ministry that used to appeal to your heart? Uh, that used to grab a hold of your soul and you couldn't let go of it. You had to pray about it. You tossed and turned and you said, I've got to do something. I've got to give to that. I've got to be a part of that. God has got to do something for us. But now, God has been so good. God has done so many miracles. When the pastor walks to the pulpit and says, guess what, folks? God has given us another opportunity. God has provided for us another way. It's just the next thing. It doesn't grab us like it grabbed us when we had to have God intervene in that hour. We've become indifferent. Why? Because we're enjoying the blessings of God. I'm not scolding us tonight. It's our nature. It's nature for us to relax. It's our nature for us to get careless, negligent about spiritual matters. I'm going to mention a few things tonight and, and we'll be done. But I want us to first of all, realize that uh, there are some things uh, that we cannot get careless about. And let me uh, identify for you this evening who the careless are in our churches. I, I remember back, I refer back to the, the, the last presidential election. I remember seeing constantly on social media and in conversations with preachers, the all-night prayer meetings, the call upon God to intervene in our nation. I, I remember that. It's been a long time since I've seen any of that. I, I'm afraid that we've become careless in our churches. Let me help us tonight as the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Can I do that this evening? And identify who the careless are. Now bear in mind, if you are careless in your spiritual life, you need to be alarmed tonight. So many times we, we sound the alarm when we're already in the far country. We sound the alarm when we find ourselves in the pit of despair. When God has been faithful to preserve his word and God has been faithful uh, to send uh, spiritual leaders in our life to constantly remind us to be alarmed before you're in the far country. Be alarmed before you're in the pit of despair. Be alarmed before you're out of fellowship with God. And tonight, I would like to preach a message to us that if, that if it would shake us awake a little bit and while we're enjoying the obvious blessings of God, we can't become negligent in our Christian life. We can't overlook the things that will derail us. And tonight, I'm going to identify just four things that, where we can get careless. And if it applies to you and I tonight, I trust I trust that we'll make the changes necessary. Who are the careless in our churches today? First of all, is those who neglect the Bible. Isn't God such a good God that he'll bless us in spite of us? 
I think of our text tonight. Rise up, you women that are at ease. Ye careless daughters. Many days and years shall ye be troubled, ye careless. For the vintage shall fail. The gathering shall not come. They just assumed the next harvest was going to be as plenteous as the previous one. They assumed the blessings are always going to be there. Friend, you and I cannot neglect our Bible. You can ride a spiritual high today. You can ride a spiritual high of a promise that you held on to in the past. But you have got to constantly give attention and give heed to the Word of God. You're in danger tonight. I'm not speaking to, to Christians that are in a bar on a Sunday night when they should be in church. You're in church tonight. I commend you. In the day we live, there are fewer and fewer Sunday night Christians. I commend you for your dedication. I commend you for making the effort to be here. I'm not speaking to a group of Christians that are out doing things that may, maybe on the surface are not sinful but are away from the things of God. I'm talking to Christians tonight that are in the church house. I'm talking to the cream of the crop. I'm talking to the core of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. But you might need to wake up tonight. Uh, the call to the careless is the one who's neglecting the Bible, who's neglecting the source of all wisdom, neglecting the avenue of fellowship with God, neglecting that which we can build a life on, neglecting that which we can build a marriage on, neglecting that which we can uh, rear our children by, neglecting that which can put our life back together, prevent it from falling apart. If you are neglecting the word of God, God sent your pastor here tonight and say, hey, careless one, you better wake up. It's not always going to be a time of ease. You're going to come to a time of decision and you're going to need the word of God. And because you neglected it, there's no principles to draw from. Because you neglected it, there's no strength in that dark hour. Don't neglect the word of God. Carelessness has destroyed as many or more Christians than any sin that you want to name. We just become comfortable. We become indifferent. God has blessed our church. We've always had great Bible preaching. The meetings and the different things and the Sunday school classes. And this church has been built on the word of God. But don't let what you hear on Sunday morning... Sunday night, Wednesday night, fool you into thinking that that's enough. Don't neglect the Bible. Don't be careless when it comes to the Word of God. Who are the careless in our churches today? It's those who neglect the Bible, number two. Who are the careless in our churches today? Those who neglect prayer. It's going to be a very simple message tonight. But can't we rejoice? And answer prayer. I can smell my fry bread right here under the. And having Mrs. Jim and Sharon reminds me of the miracle that God did in the life of Daniel. There are times when I still rejoice in how God showed himself. 
how long, Christian, are you going to ride that prayer? We know God is a God that answers prayer. We know that God is one who will intercede on our behalf. But don't live on yesterday's answered prayer. Don't live on what God has done in the past. Do not neglect your prayer life. Let me tell you who's in danger tonight. Who is in danger? You could be sitting in the, in the service at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. You can say amen to the preaching. You can raise a hand to the special music. But if you are neglecting your prayer closet, you are being careless when it comes to your, your life. If you are neglecting the avenue of prayer, the opportunity to enter into the holy place of God and speak to your heavenly Father and to fellowship with Him, you are being careless The crisis hour will come again. Are you going to have to get reacquainted with God before you request His intervention? It's just a fact. Prayer is a determining factor in the fellowship of a Christian. Prayer is a determining factor in the strength of a Christian. I've said this many times. I'll say it again tonight because I think it's good to remind you. I'd rather you, if you have to choose to be in your prayer closet or on the streets inviting somebody to church, you be in your prayer closet. Now, if you shut your television off, you could probably find time to do both. Uh, but do not neglect prayer. Do not neglect that which is, is vital in the life of a Christian. I'm not talking to bad people tonight. I'm talking to who I think are the greatest people on the face of the planet. I'm talking to the Emmanuel Baptist Church. People who God is blessing. People who have stood for right. People who love God and love the Lord. But friend, don't get careless. Don't get careless and neglect your prayer life. Don't get careless and neglect your time with God. Oh, we'll rejo rejoice in the reminder of Scripture that because of the Lord Jesus Christ and our salvation through Him, we have access to the Heavenly Father and we can call on Him and we can say, Father, it's me again. And God knows our thoughts like we talked about this morning. But on, on top of that, He knows our needs. He knows our desires. He knows exactly what we need in our life. And we have a God that we can call on. When's the last time you've called on Him? We enjoy the blessings of God, aren't we? We sit in an answer prayer. We enjoy answered prayers. It's not time to get careless, church. There's still things to pray for. There's still fellowship with God that we need to have. Who are the careless in our churches? Those who neglect prayer. The third group that are grown careless in our churches is those who neglect the house of God. Now we relax and we can exhale because you're in the house of God tonight. But don't neglect the house of God. It's a dangerous place for a Christian to take the priority off of their church attendance. It's a, it's a dangerous thing. 
if we become flippant with the priority of church. And the summertime is always a time that Christians, it's easier to get away and get out of the routine because we have vacations and schedules are different. But we must give priority to the house of God in our attendance. Don't miss church. Don't miss church. Don't miss church. Don't miss church. Don't miss it. Well, if I just miss one service, don't miss church. If you'll drag yourself into work, you've got to drag yourself into church. Uh, those who neglect the house of God, they're in danger. I didn't say they're lost. I didn't say they're horrible. I didn't say they're living a wicked life. But it's just careless. It's negligent. It's, it's, it's not giving attention where attention needs to be given. But tonight, look around, you check the box. You're here. Many of you, you, you woke out of that coma called a Sunday afternoon nap and you didn't know if you were going to make it. But you're here. But let me break it down a little bit more, not just in our attendance, but in our participation. There's participation that's supposed to take place in the house of God. We should sing when everybody sings. We should fellowship. And oh, we've got a great spirit in our church. We've got a friendly church. And, but I'll just throw this out tonight because we're doing a lot of preventative stuff this evening. The church hasn't gotten unfriendly. Maybe you have. I believe we have a responsibility to be at the house of God when the doors are open. I believe we have a responsibility to prepare ourselves to come to the house of God so people might actually want to talk to us when we're in the house of God. We have a responsibility to fellowship with one another. We have a responsibility to be friendly to one another. We have a responsibility to try to encourage one another. We ought to participate in the things of God. Your, your pastor, the preacher, gets a good idea of what's going on with the people by their participation. How, how into it are they? I know we all get weary. I've almost fallen asleep behind the pulpit before. I, you get a little distracted. I didn't mention I can smell this fry bread while I go, didn't I? But we got to come to church to participate. I want to sing. I want to rejoice in the singing. I, I, will, I, will, you know, I, will, I want the pastor to know that I'm on the same page. I, some, some of you, I could read, you know, sometimes I wonder, it's like, you say God is good, and it's like, well, I'm going to challenge him on that. Participate. Uh, participate when that offering plate goes by. Well, I just don't feel like that's my ministry. Well, I don't think anybody here would say that because I just can't imagine somebody's. It, it's how we participate. I want to have a part in what God is doing. I want to have a part in the work of God. I want to have a part. I want to participate. Many, many belong to different groups and organizations. If you didn't pay dues, they'd run you out. Some of you, you're still afraid to go back to the library because <laughs> of how much money you owe them from 1974. But yet we come to the house of God, we expect everybody else 
to participate and not us. I could talk tonight about giving and tithing and how God blesses and how God provides. But tonight I'm not even going to go that far. Have you gotten careless in your participation in the house of God? You used to, you used to, used to sing, with, you, used, you used to participate with a song in your heart, but you don't have it anymore. I used to say amen when the choir sang. The music we get to hear, the music hasn't got worse, it's gotten better. So maybe we've gotten a little careless in our participation. We've gotten careless in, in, our, 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 in neglecting the house of God, number four and finally. We have a call to the careless tonight, and those who've gotten careless in our churches <clears throat> could be identified as who neglect those who neglect their own spiritual growth. Friend, you have a responsibility for your spiritual growth. Every new Christian needs a more seasoned Christian to help them along the way. Let me just interject this. It, it doesn't really go with the message, but it needs to be said. Before you look around and say, well, they got saved two weeks ago, but where are they at? Where are you at? Making sure. Remember how foreign everything was to you? I don't know when to stand. I don't know when to sit. I don't know what that amen stuff is. And, and, and why do they want my money? I mean, I mean you just... You just you, you, remember, you remember what it was like? You remember what it was like when, you, when your world was transformed and everything that you did before, you now lost the desire to do and you just don't know where to go? We have a responsibility to help young babes in Christ. But ultimately, you're responsible for your spiritual growth. So I'm just not getting fed. That's not my fault. That's your fault. Well, I'm just not getting anything. I'm not getting anything out of the Word of God. The Bible hasn't changed. Uh, that's your fault. You have a responsibility. We live in a day when it's, I don't think it's new, but would you just you just hear them more because of the, the day we live in. Of, of those who want to blame the church for their spiritual condition. They want to blame a pastor. They want to blame a Christian mom and dad in their upbringing for all of their problems. No, friend. As I preached this morning, every one of us will stand in front of the judge and give an account of our own actions. You are responsible for your spiritual growth. Well, there, there, there's nothing that gives this pastor more joy than to watch you grow spiritually. And when you can see the growth in, in your life. And oh, I get excited. Sometimes I sort of think to myself, oh, that one, better, that one better be careful. If they keep growing like they're growing, God's going to call them. And some of you, he's let me know. He just hadn't let you know yet. I'm sure he'll be getting with you shortly. Why? Because it's, it's spiritual growth. You have a responsibility. Don't neglect it. Are you closer to God today than you were yesterday? Because if you were closer to God yesterday than you are today, you're backslidden. 
all the backslidden Christians aren't sitting at home watching television tonight. We, we, we label it, we complicate it, we make it what it's not. If there's a time in your life when you were closer to God than you are right now, you're backslidden. It's, 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 it's well, I got offended. Well, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I hate to bring the Bible into it. It's our responsibility. Don't neglect your spiritual life. Don't neglect your spiritual growth. Well, I've never had a prayer life. Learn how to have one. I've never been uh, uh, faithfully read through my Bible. We'll, we'll get a, a plan that's in the bulletin and just start doing that. What is that? That's growth. Uh, somebody who, some of you, you haven't always come to a Sunday night service, but you're here tonight. You know what that is? That's growth. Now let's tack on Wednesday night and see what happens. Uh, you, give, you give for the first time. And, and it's why well, I put something in and I didn't die. I, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this tithing thing, and I, and I did it. And wow, look, God came through. God provided. That's growth. Uh, maybe handing out a, a gospel track to some, they've been doing that forever. To some, it's nothing for them to spend a Saturday knocking on doors, inviting people to church. But you've never done that. Handing out a gospel track, that's progress. That's growth. And if you will pay attention to your Bible reading, pay attention to your prayer life, pay attention to your church participation and attendance, you will grow. You'll grow. Because you have the Spirit of God inside of you that can change you and will change you. Let's not get careless. We are enjoying some great days, exciting days. There's a danger, though, to think that the harvest is always going to be there whether or not we plant any seeds. Think the harvest is always going to be there no matter what our participation is. And God, through the man of God, through the prophet Isaiah, sends a warning to those who had just gotten careless, negligent, indifferent. The prophet's preaching, judgment's coming. Uh, right now, my belly's full. Judgment's coming. Well, right now, everything's okay. Oh, careless one, tonight, how's your, how, how's, your, how's, how's your relationship with the Word of God? Don't make the mistake, don't believe the lie that you only need to get your heart right when you go completely out in the world. Because I know a lot of Christians who tonight, their body is sitting in a seat in church but their heart is out in the world, I would dare say you probably ought to get your heart right with God tonight from inside the walls of the church. Don't get so careless to think that God's long-suffering will not turn to God's chastisement. Let's not get careless and neglect our responsibility of going to God and saying, God, would you do a work in our church, in our city, in our nation? But pastor, look at the economy. Pastor, 
Look at the job growth. Pastor, look at the conversation. And look what's happening in the courts and all this. But friend, look at the sin that reigns in our nation. Look at the apathy that has crept into our church houses. There are more churches closed on Sunday night in Jacksonville, Florida than there are that is open. Let's not get careless. Let's give attention to that which we need to give attention to. God gives us a church to belong to, to edify us, to encourage us, to build us up, to to, to help us along the way. But when it's all said and done, you are responsible for you. Don't get careless. Maybe a Christian tonight, it'd be a good idea in time of invitation in just a moment, come to the altar and make a decision that you're going to get back in your Bible. Maybe, Christian, you haven't prayed like you ought to pray. Well, I think tonight would be a great night for us to let God shake us awake. Say, I'm not going to become careless in these areas. A lot of parents get careless when it comes to the things they let their children be exposed to. The price will be paid one day. Let's, Let's stay focused on the things that we need to stay focused on. Father, I pray you'll use the message.